from the Strike and Spare Family Fun Center studio. It's the Bill King Show. He was like a god walking amongst mere mortals. Go get it, dog. I'm a man. He had a voice that could make a wolverine purr. Hot is sitting on a firecracker. And suits so fine, they made Sinatra look like a hobo. It's a fantastic day for the United States of America. It's the Bill King Show. Red 7. I don't know what Red 7 means. Brought to you by Omni Nashville Hotel. Fifth Avenue, downtown. Hot Rock. That's what we call a sack lunch. I do have are a very particular set of skills. Skills that make me a nightmare for people like you. Not a damn thing you're gonna be able to do about it. Really? Really? Happy, glorious Monday, y'all. Good to be here. Yeah, hope you had a wonderful weekend. I absolutely love Mondays. Lot to get to. Oh my goodness. The real estate that we have to negotiate today. I mean, metaphorically speaking, right? The real estate that we have to cover this morning will be not even challenging because we're ready. But it's going to be fun. No guesting on Mondays, as you know, just us. That is a tradition on the show. We do not guest it up on Mondays. We do not need scheduled guests to prop up the show. Matter of fact, we don't really need it ever, but but there's so many, well, let me back up. There's not so many, but there's some good ones that we have, so we guessed it up later in the week. They're very, very good. They're excellent. Mondays, no guesting at all. 615-844-5600. Watched a lot of hoop, yeah. 615-844-5600 on Twitter, at Bill is King, and you can... Email the show, BillisKing7 at gmail.com. Lots of hoop conference tournaments. And, of course, we had one right here, right by the Omni, where we were on Friday at Bridgestone, the SEC basketball tournament. It's a little bit weird. Now, Alabama basketball historically has been a good product. Now, they've been up and down like anybody else. That's not a true long-time blue blood like Kentucky, Kansas, Duke, North Carolina, those type blue bloods, right, UCLA. But Alabama, and I can only take you back to the 70s as a kid, as far as just being aware not not going back and studying historically. Alabama basketball 
when it's right, is a very good product. Never been to the Final Four, though. Historically, they've never been. And they just finished up the SEC tournament here in the 615 in Nashville at Bridgestone. And they are the one seed. They're the top one seed, and they deserve to be. That is the most athletic, gifted team in college basketball. If they play their best, they should win it all. They've got the best player, Brandon Miller, who is from right here. Brandon Miller. Now, I know there's other things attached to that and the incident and lady got killed and just a horrific story. I understand all that. But as a basketball topic, that's the best team. That's the best team. Now, do they win it all? Don't know. We'll find out once we get cranking here in the NCAA tournament. But if they play their best, I don't know of another team that will beat them. They've got everything. They've got length. They've got very athletic players. And they have the best player in college basketball who is a true freshman who is from right here, Brandon Miller. He is 6'8", 6'9". He can do anything he wants against you. He can get it to the rim. He is a wicked deep three-point shooter. He's long as all get out. He's athletic. He's bouncy. He's twitchy. He's got everything you would want. He is, they were talking about it. Jimmy Dykes. I like Jimmy Dykes and his commentary. Jimmy said that he is the first college player who will be taken in the draft. There will be a couple of foreign guys taken before him, I guess. I don't really keep up with that. But he is the top college player as a young freshman in America. And he's got everything that you could draw up on a board. Six eight, they list him at six nine, whatever he is. And he plays on the perimeter. He can do anything you want. So Alabama is the top overall seed. Did you see this? Not only is the SEC the dominant football and baseball league, but the SEC also along with the Big Ten, has the most teams in the NCAA basketball tournament. I always like to look this up after the announcements, after the uh, bracket show on Sunday. SEC has eight teams. Big Ten has eight. Yeah, I'll get into Vanderbilt here in a second. Yeah, eight SEC, eight Big Ten. Big 12 has seven. Texas is playing very well. ACC has five. Texas, a year out from being in the SEC, playing very well. Big Big 12-7. ACC, five. North Carolina did not get in. And they declined in NIT. The not-invited tournament. The NIT. Big East had five. Pac-12 had four. Vanderbilt played so well down the stretch. Now, they ran into, who was it? Who'd they run into? They ran into, Vanderbilt lost to A&M, right? 
in the SEC tournament. Vanderbilt beat Kentucky again, who's in the tournament. Now, now Kentucky was it was not a question about whether they'd get in or not. But they beat Kentucky twice, beat them in Lexington, beat them here in Nashville at the SEC basketball tournament. They did not get in. Legitimate beef there. They weren't even listed as the last four that didn't get in, if that's the way you describe it. They weren't even listed there. On the bracketology on uh, ESPN I was watching, they weren't even listed as one of the final four that could have got in. They were they were like next up, however you describe it, right? So legitimate beef there. Now, again, I'm saying that because I'm local and I'm biased, but they did not get in. No, they did not get in. And, and got to say, for a basketball team that didn't look very good and hasn't looked good for quite some time, they played very well. And they lost their big man. Matter of fact, I pulled it up. The last four that got in, now these are the last four that, that are in the tournament, Mississippi State, they're in a playing type game, Pitt, Arizona State, and Nevada. The last four, or here's how they describe it, the first four out. Oklahoma State, Rutgers, North Carolina and Clemson. Again, Vanderbilt wasn't even listed as one of the teams that were right on the edge. One of the four teams, first four out, that could have gotten in. Again, I don't agree with that. And Vanderbilt fans are pretty ticked off right now. I get it. No, I I totally understand that. And... uh, We'll see. We'll see what happens. Did Vanderbilt accept it? I, I I guess they did. Vanderbilt's going to the NIT, right? Now, the play-in games, which I think are absolute, and they don't call it that because they're trying to be PC, are just so silly. What a godforsaken terrible idea, but they do it anyways. You have Texas A and M. Is that Commerce or something versus Southeast Missouri? You got Mississippi State Pitt. You got Texas Southern and Fairleigh Dickinson, Arizona State, and Nevada. So you have, what, eight teams playing to get in the main bracket, which is absolutely silly. And you know... There is. I I never thought this was possible. They have floated advancing the NCAA tournament way past 68, whatever the number is, way past that. And it's always been kind of silly and laughed at. I think there's a legitimate chance in the next five years that they open this thing up I don't know how big. 96 teams, I I don't even know. Laughable. Absolutely ludicrous and comical. I never thought that would happen, but I I think in this environment, this crazy environment we're in, I think that is going to be doable. Just show up and you get in. That's all you got to do. That's all you got to do. 
Clyde up in Detroit, checking in. Clyde went to Yemen a while back, so he got disconnected from the show, and he couldn't communicate with us over there. Says, good morning, Billy. Happy Monday. Happy Monday to you, too. Johnny Vegas. It's the last four in and the first four out. Something like that. I don't watch. I watch basketball in March, and that's about it. that's, That's about it. How about Penn State? Penn State playing Purdue. Purdue's got that 7-2 post who, if he gets the ball in the post, he scores the ball. It's it's over. He's got a little right-handed baby hook. There is no way to block it. No way to block it at all. Catches it low and it's in. Al Bob's team cut it to two at the end. I bet Penn State on the money line just for Alan Bippelbaum. And I gave some back. No John Daly's Pizza from that one. That's one less John Daly's Pizza I can't afford after that one. Yeah, I bet them on the money line. They were about a eight-point underdog, but I just bet the money line because I was getting like plus 270 or something. They made a valiant comeback. They tried, man. They tried. I'd like to see Purdue and Alabama play. No, not in football. That would not be good. All right, let's take a break. Omni National Hotel. Welcome to Smashville. Join us at Bridgestone Arena coming up Thursday, March 16th for St. Patrick's Day as your Nashville Predators take on the Chicago Blackhawks. Make sure you purchase the special St. Paddy's Day pack. It's presented by Corner Pub, and it's available now at NashvillePredators.com slash tickets. That's NashvillePredators.com slash tickets. The pack includes two tickets to the game, $20 in Nash cash, and $1 lucky one scotch ales at Downtown Corner Pub, starting at just $129. Let's go, Preds. There's a weekend in July where the baseball world revolves around a village in upstate New York. Baseball Hall of Fame induction weekend in Cooperstown is an unforgettable experience filled with family-friendly activities and priceless moments. Make your plans today for July 21st through the 24th for the induction of Fred McGriff and Scott Rowland as the class of 2023. Visit BaseballHall.org today for the entire schedule. See you in Cooperstown where the journey becomes legend. What's your next dream? Paying off your credit card? Remodeling your kitchen? Exploring the rainforest of Costa Rica? Whatever your dreams, they take some planning. And State Farm agent Austin Hardy is right here in the Middle Tennessee community to lend a hand. As your local good neighbor, he can help you look at the things you want to save for and come up with a plan to make those saving goals happen. Because your money should work just as hard as you to achieve your dreams. So whether it's being free of debt or free to roam the world, call State Farm agent Austin Hardy here in the Middle Tennessee community. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. 
The sixth annual Mid-State Classic is happening on March 15th at the Ridley Sports Complex in Columbia, Tennessee. And this year, it's a doubleheader. For nearly a decade, the City of Columbia Parks and Rec Department has showcased the most highly attended women's college softball matchups in the state. The sixth annual Mid-State Classic kicks off their doubleheader at 1 p.m. with the Bucks from Motlow State taking on the Chargers of Columbia State. Then at 5.30, the Austin P. Lady Govs battle the Lady Vols of the University of Tennessee. Tickets to the Six annual Mid-State Classics are only 10 bucks and are on sale now. Motlow State versus Columbia State. Austin P versus Tennessee. Wednesday, March 15th, starting at 1.30 at the Ridley Sports Complex in Columbia, Tennessee. For tickets and information to the six annual Mid-State Classic, log on to ColumbiaTN.com slash Mid-State Classic or call 931-388-8119. That's 931-388-8119. The six annual Mid-State Classic. Jim Rome is here weekdays 11 to 2 on Nashville Sports Radio, WNSR. The SEC is for closers, and there's only one way to survive in the SEC, ABC. A always, B, B, C, closing, always be closing. A, B, C, A always, B, B, C, closing, always be closing. Jim Rome, 11 to 2 on Nashville's original sports radio, WNSR. When it comes to the college football playoff, he's for exclusion, not inclusion. It's Bill King. Hey, Charlie, both believe Hey, don't screw it up next week, Vanderbilt is a two-seed in the NIT, They play Yale. Yale played in the Ivy League Championship on Sunday, yesterday, lost to Princeton. Winner gets in the tournament, loser doesn't, and Yale fell in that game by about ten, nine, nine points, actually. Yeah, I had that game on, actually. It was an early game, and it was Sunday, kind of boring, right? Kind of boring, and I had it on. I was waiting on the baseball, too. I was waiting on all the baseball. Oh, yeah, we got that to get into, and league play gets cranked up. Starting this next weekend, when it comes to college baseball. Watched the... Purdue-Penn State game, watched the Alabama-Texas A&M game, among others. I think, look, if you take a look at the brackets, and uh, Top Water Assassins tried to put together a bracket or a challenge, if you will, but doesn't know how to do it. I've never done that before, so I couldn't. I am not your expert on that. Tried to put it together. If somebody knows what's going on there, help him. Yeah, help him because that's that's not been one of the things I've ever done in the past. I've never filled out or done that ESPN bracket challenge thing and everybody's got their own group and all that. I've never done it. So I couldn't tell you from an expertise standpoint on how that is set up. Yeah, I couldn't couldn't tell you. But Purdue is – It'd be interesting, and let me – 
I've got it here on my phone. Yeah, I pulled up the – I've not printed it out yet, but I've got one on my phone. And let me see if I can pull this up. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Alabama is on the very top at 29-5 and five as the uh, highest one seed and deservedly so. Now, again, you may have an opinion on the legal situation there and everything else. And everybody's got an opinion there. But but on the basketball front of it, you're going to have to get – here's what you're going to have to do. And Alabama's certainly beatable. They're not like one of those really outstanding, great Kentucky teams of the past or Duke or something like that. They're not like that, no. But in today's climate, they're the best team. Yeah, Alabama basketball is the best team going in. And you're going to have to get them in a grinder – And you're going to have to get them where they're not making their shots on the perimeter, which can happen with them. Now, when they're making their shots, it's going to be tough. Now, you could say, Bill, that's any basketball game. Well, yeah, but but Bama, let me me put it this way. Bama is incredibly long and very athletic. And they have the best player, Brandon Miller. You're not going to put a better player on the court in this season in college basketball than their true freshman, Brandon Miller. You're not. And you're going to need a grinder. You can't have them out there running. For example, let's just go back. Purdue versus Alabama. Council Bluffs today. (laughs) I would not desecrate Council Bluffs with that. But Purdue, no, no, no. Not, Not football, basketball. The Big Ten champions against Alabama. Purdue could not get into an athletic, let's run up and down the court game with Alabama. The other thing is Alabama's deep. They're deep. Now, you don't need players like Brandon Miller. They start a seven-footer in the post. They start another 6'10 kid, and they've got Brandon Miller who's 6'9". And their guards when they're right, are very good. They can get downhill, they can shoot, they can do all of that when they're right. Purdue would need to get Alabama in a grinder where that big 7-2 kid is posting up, making those little right-handed baby hooks and dominating, which he can do. That would be the kind of game you would need. If that game gets out where you've got all football term. Green grass, lots of green grass, and everybody's out there running around, twitchy, jumpy, bouncy. Uh, That'd be a tough day for Purdue. That'd be a tough day for anybody. Could a Houston, who lost in their championship to Memphis, could a Houston team athletically, they've already played, right? Alabama beat them. That was early regular season. But could they hang with them in that kind of game in the tournament? Maybe. Maybe a little bit. Yeah, maybe a little bit. But they're they're good. Yeah, they're they're outstanding. Watched a lot of baseball starting on Friday, and it was the last weekend 
at least right here in the SEC, of non-conference weekend play. Now, you still play your one midweek game, et cetera, but watched a lot of it. LSU's dominating. LSU's got to go to A&M this weekend. We're talking baseball now. Just talking to Blake about it. Their, their transfers have looked very good. Paul Skeens, their ace pitcher, transfer from Air Force has been very good. Tommy White, remember early on, had a shoulder, re-injury of a shoulder problem he's had, is now back right. Now, they're not playing anybody who's competitive with them. That's that's a good point. And league play will be the, the sodium pentothal is about to come out. On uh, whatever you're supposed to be, the sodium pentothal league play will determine the truth. Tennessee is playing better. Tony Vols. They've got probably the best starting pitching, top to bottom, depth-wise. Hitting's getting better. Maui Ohuna is starting to get in the groove at the plate. He was a little rusty, which I thought would be the case at the time. They are an atrocious base-running team, Tennessee. And there doesn't seem to be a guy like Drew Gilbert or some leader on this team. Now, they've got really good players in some positions. Blake Burke is fantastic, right? He's as good as anybody. Big lefty, 6'3", 240. He's just a beast. They've got some good players. They still got good players, despite all that they lost. But they've got issues. They're hitting better. They leave way too many runners on base, and they are a pathetic base running team. That has not – it continues to happen game after game for them. And they got to go to Missouri. Tony Vols' alma mater where the weather is going to be in Columbia. In Como, the weather is going to be pretty yucky, I'm thinking. Going to be nice and cold, right? Nice, nice and chilly. Clyde up in Detroit. So, Bill, Bama is the number one seed in basketball now. Jeez, it's true. Yeah, it's true. It's absolutely true. They are that good this year. Josh in London, Ohio. Bill, 2014 Buckeyes, 06 Florida, Council Bluffs today, 2 o'clock go. Back to the oblong spheroid we go. It always comes back to the oblong spheroid. You know that, right? I know that. The center of our universe is the oblong spheroid. No matter what we do, it's always the oblong spheroid. That would be Zeke versus Percy Harvin. Now, remember in that 08, well, it was January of 09, but the 08 season, it was Florida and Miami, Miami Gardens, versus Oklahoma. Boomer Sooner. And not a lot of scoring. Yeah, that was not a big up and down game. And Oklahoma had a couple of chances to really do some damage in that game, and they just couldn't do it. They they just could not convert. And uh, 
Percy Harvin wasn't even right in that game. Remember, he had was what was it, Gators? It was at an ankle in that game, but you could tell. I mean, we knew about the injury before, but he wasn't quite as fluid, and he was still when he made big plays, still was out there running in space. It was amazing to watch. Yeah, it was absolutely amazing to watch. And uh, so that Zeke team, wow. Now, different story, Florida in 08. you got to remember, they just won at no six with Chris Leak at quarterback. Tebow was a true freshman on that team. He'd come in and be the quarterback playing, you know, as a quarterback, but playing like a fullback. He'd be the big guy that's going to run through the brick wall. They'd bring him in on short yardage and all that, and he would he would dominate. And then shortly thereafter, he wins the Heisman. So his true junior year is 08. That's the year that they lost to Ole Miss. He holds the press conference, and he says, nobody ever, ever, ever will work harder and be more determined, I'm just paraphrasing, to play this thing out. And they end up winning the national championship the Ohio State team in 14 lost to Virginia Tech early, looked really bad. Everybody quit on Ohio State and the Big Ten. I was part of that group. I did not see what was about to happen to the Buckeyes. I would be lying. If I said, hey, hey, remember back in 14, I came on the air Monday after the Virginia Tech loss, and I told everybody, watch it. They're about to go on a big run. That'd be a lie. They look bad. I mean, and that Virginia Tech team wasn't any good. I mean, that Virginia Tech team didn't bust a grape most of the rest of the way. And that Buckeye team dusted themselves off against all the doubters. Lost starting quarterback. I mean, and and came back and won the national championship. Beat Alabama handily in the semifinals. So what would happen, boy, boy, oh, boy. I, I, that Florida team would be hard to beat. Remind me, it's only Monday. Florida would be favored in that game. Let's put it that way. Now, I, what, one, two, three points, three, four points, uh, something like that. I'll ask Brad on Friday. But. And that Buckeye team was playing with just so much momentum. I mean, confidence, momentum. Once they beat Alabama, I, I wasn't worried about the uh, the championship game. But Florida would be favored. I think here here's my score. Florida 28, Ohio State 24. Council Bluffs today. Now, again, you got to remember, this would be those teams from those years at their max, right? Because they both won natties. That 14. And Buckeyes will be the answer to the trivia question, who's the first team to win a national championship in the playoff era? That would be the Ohio State Buckeyes. 
Another trivia question. Who's the first team that won a national championship during the BCS era? That would be Rocky Top, Tennessee. 1998. First year of the Bowl Championship Series where, yes, the computers are safe and sound in my garage. I go out every day, make sure there's not one speck of dust on them. Sometimes if I, if let's just say I got into the pappies one night, just a little bit, right? Just, just a little bit. Then sometimes I go out there and I cry with them. I like hug the computers and we cry. We weep together. Speaking of that, Joe up in Erie, PA. Joe in Erie, PA. We picked up the moonshine. Music City Todd had the moonshine. It was sent to the Omni, and he had it in his desk. (laughs) And uh, (laughs) anyways, he brought it. So I got Joe. Yes, I got your moonshine. Joe sent me a nice uh, email. Joe, I'll be getting back to you on that. He's coming into town, he and the family. He and the wifey and, and some friends are coming in April. And they're going to just be doing the whole Nashville thing. And uh, just let me know what the dates are and everything. Yeah, Joe, I'll get right I'll get right back to you on all that. Yeah, I appreciate you checking in. And, yes, the uh, supplies. Is it okay to say supplies? I think it is. We're delivered. Yeah, they, they were delivered. Music City Todd had And no, he did not sample them. No, he did not. Here's what we'll do. We'll take a break as we continue on. Happy Monday. Oh, Bowls of Steel. I haven't even promoted that yet. Hour number three. Omni Nashville Hotel. As a professional realtor in Nashville for more than 40 years, Richard Courtney is one of the city's top-ranked real estate brokers. He's also the author of two books and the real estate columnist for the Nashville Ledger. What does all of this mean to you as a home buyer or seller? Expert knowledge, guidance, and trust. Give Richard Courtney a call today at 615-300-8189. That's 615-300-8189. Or online at richardcourtney.com. Howdy, folks. I'm back to remind you about the best steakhouse in Music City, Bob's Steak and Chop House. The only place in Middle Tennessee to get a five Wagyu steaks cooked to perfection. And when that special day rolls around to treat that special someone, make your reservation now at Bob's Steak and Chop House. From petite fillets to massive tomahawk ribeyes. When somebody asks where's the beef, you tell them Bob's Steak and Chop House. Make your Valentine's Day reservations now. And treat the best in your life with the best in Nashville. Bob's Steak and Chop House. At the Omni Nashville Hotel. Bundling home and car insurance with GEICO is so easy, your neighbors are probably already doing it. But who? 
They may drop little hints like... Beautiful day out. Even more beautiful since we saved by bundling our home and car insurance with GEICO. Or... Yard work is hard. Much harder than bundling with GEICO, which was easy. Or it may be even subtler, like... Speaking of burgers, we bundled our home and car insurance with GEICO and saved a bunch of money. Bundling is easy with GEICO. Just ask your neighbors. In uncertain times, you can be certain of this. The Salvation Army is serving those most in need with help and hope. Thanks to your donations, the Salvation Army is helping those affected by COVID-19, those who've lost wages, who have no home to retreat to, who need food, help with utilities, and most of all, hope. To see how you can continue to make a difference, visit GiveWestwood.org. GiveWestwood.org. When was the last time you did something fun with family, friends, co-workers, and clients? What if I told you about a place under one roof that offers affordable entertainment for all ages? That's what you'll find at Strike and Spare Family Fun Centers in Donaldson, Hermitage, Tusculum, Hendersonville, and Murfreesboro with bowling, games, food, drink, and entertainment for all ages. Enjoy an enhanced experience in Hendersonville or Murfreesboro where they feature additional fun with bumper cars, laser tag, roller skating, and more. All locations are open seven days a week, including holidays. Visit online at strikeandspare.com. Strike and Spare, where fun is bowling. It's the Afternoon Stretch with Zach Williams and Bruno Reagan. When you picked up your first girl in college or at the bar, what do you do for every girl you meet after that? You do the same thing. You're just like, this works. So Vrabel, he's like, well, we just have to keep trying to get back to this. So it, it makes sense to me. That's why every time you go up to a girl at the bar, you're just like, please, please, <laughs> please, please. It just worked that one time. Afternoon Stretch. Afternoon Stretch with Zach Williams and Bruno Reagan. <laughs> Biscuits, kitchen notes at the Omni Nashville Hotel does, and Bill King loves them all. Grant's not coming to the SEC tournament. <laughs> Didn't sound really crazy, did it? <laughs> Hell, he, he's 255, 50 miles away, and that cheap buck can't buy a tank of gas and go stay out there at the Motel 6 out there by the airport. What's what's the what's what's the place in Bellevue that's so good? The Loveless Hotel, he can't stay out there and get some of those uh, biscuits and ham? He can't go out there and stay at the family inn out there at Antioch. Of course, he might have three tires missing when he wakes up the next morning. But he couldn't could get him out there at the family inn out there, you know, uh, Antioch for $39.95 a night. That grip's not coming in. That's not happening. Allen in Tampa by way of Miami. Bill, I'd rather hear you read Bozo and the Burrow emails than talk basketball and baseball. <laughs> Perry Mason said, Bill, are you sick this morning? I can't believe you're praising Florida. Well, that team was worth praising. Yeah, that team was worth praising. But in the current setup where we're at, the football team, you can't praise it. There's nothing to praise about the football team right now. Basketball team is you can't even watch them. They're so bad, right? Now, the baseball team, Sully looks like he's back on to something, right? Again, we're about to get into league play, but Sully looks like he's 
revived a little bit. Previous couple of years, Sully didn't look right. But they look like they're getting a whole lot better. Johnny Vegas, Bill, what's up with your Vandy boys? Couldn't hit their way out of a wet paper bag. Well, that's true. Weekend note, Stanford's pitcher Quinn Matthews threw 119 pitches, seven innings, and a victory over Southern Cal. Wake Forest took two of three on the road versus Duke. Grand Canyon with a sweep versus New Mexico State. Yeah, back to Vanderbilt. If you want to know the catalyst for my recent adopted love for college baseball, it would be Tim Corbin and Vanderbilt, and then Tony Vols. Corbin has run, I'd say over the last 10-plus years, the best college baseball program in America, and unfortunately, that's no longer the case. Vanderbilt baseball since Rocker and Leiter. And they won a natty, remember, when Rocker was a freshman. Leiter came in the next year. And then they got back to the natty, played Mississippi State in the last game, lost. They they hit Rocker all over the place in that last game. And Mississippi State won it. And then last year Ole Miss won it all. Vanderbilt is what would be the description? They've lost their their mojo under Corbin. Now, could he pick it back up? Yeah, it is possible. They don't do anything well. Even their starting pitcher, Carter Holton, who is really good. He's a lefty, throws mid-high 90s. He's not what I thought he would be this year. Their their depth of pitching otherwise is, by their standards, mediocre, and they don't hit the baseball, and they didn't hit it last year either. And they just lost at home two out of three to Loyola Marymount. Now, nothing wrong with Loyola Marymount, but – that shouldn't be happening. It's it's and I don't see the cavalry coming in to to save the day. Now they do recruit well. They recruit very well. But it's just I I am worried that the long run that they had with Tim Corbin might be coming to an end. Might be. And that's what that's the original catalyst that got me interested and got me watching college baseball. That's the original, again, the, the catalyst word. That's what got me energized for it all. Got me going. Allen, back to the 08 Florida team. Allen is a Florida State fan. He says, yeah, after the Ole Miss loss, Bill, that was the Timmy Tears speech. Yeah, Timmy was, you know, slightly emotional at that speech, right? Perry Mason, Bill, Jack Cagliano, 
Go Gators. Yeah, I think he's up to 13 homers, something like 27 RBIs. He's a true sophomore. I was wrong a couple of weeks when I was saying he's a freshman. And he's coming off Tommy John. He's 6'6", or whatever they list him, and he throws 97. Yeah, throws 97. And is is something else. And he's their, he's their Sunday guy right now. I don't know if that moves up or not. Oh, Clay just uh, Clay just corrected me. Vanderbilt won two of three against. Okay. Nonetheless, there my my point stands though that this team and Ole Miss is coming to town. Now, yeah, we've got some interesting games. The defending national champions, Ole Miss comes to town. That team rakes. That team rakes. You know who also rakes? Columbia. And I don't mean Columbia, Tennessee, the mule capital. I mean Columbia as in Ivy League. Went down to Alabama 1-2 of 3. In one of those games had 15 runs by the fourth inning. Down there in T-Town raking. Where was where was Nikki watching some Ivy League come down there and rake all over Tuscaloosa? What's up with that? All right, we'll get a break. Balls of Steel, hour number three. Happy Monday, y'all. Celebrate the history of our national pastime at the National Baseball Hall of Fame and Museum in Cooperstown. See priceless treasures that'll bring your baseball memories to life. Connect with events that have shaped and changed the game and our country. Our stories to tell, your memories to share. Plan your visit today at baseballhall.org. Hey guys, it's Zach. Gear up for golf at Play It Again Sports in Brentwood and Hendersonville during their March golf sale. Swing in and stock up on their huge selection of new and gently used golf gear and equipment. During their month-long March golf sale, you save 10% on all gently used golf clubs. They have the trained staff to help you find the perfect set of golf clubs, a golf bag, golf balls, or a travel golf carry bag for the upcoming season. And they will also buy the golf gear you're no longer using. That's right, every day, all day, you can get cash on the spot for your underused golf gear. They also buy baseball, lacrosse, football, soccer, disc golf, plate weight, hockey gear, and the treadmill that is transformed into a clothes hanger. If you have gear you no longer use or doesn't fit, trade it in for either cash or for store credit towards your next purchase. And you can trust me, not only am I a spokesperson, but I'm a customer. You can always find me in the golf section over at the Hendersonville store. Check out Play It Against Sports in Brentwood and Hendersonville. Tell them your friend Zach over here at Nashville Sports Radio sent you. That's Play It Against Sports in Brentwood and Hendersonville. Individuals and businesses with tax problems. Listen carefully. Do you feel like you're losing control of your finances? If you owe over $10,000 in back taxes or have unfiled tax returns, we can help you take back control. The IRS is the largest and most aggressive collection agency in the world, and they can seize your bank accounts, garnish your paycheck, close your business, and file criminal charges. Take control of your tax problem now by calling the experts at U.S. Tax Shield and take advantage of the Fresh Start program and new 
laws that may allow us to negotiate a settlement for the lowest amount possible. Our team of tax attorneys and enrolled agents can stop collections and get you protected so you can take control of your financial future. U.S. Tax Shield offers a price protection guaranteed quote to get you protected today. U.S. Tax Shield is A-plus rated with the Better Business Bureau, so call now. 800-785-9132. That's 800-785-9132. U.S. Tax Shield. 800-785-9132. It's a Bill King Show. Pac-12 football is a joke. It's a laughing stock. It has been left behind by Father Time a long time ago. It has not been prominent in a decade at least. And do you want to know why? God-forsaken leadership. That's why. Weekday mornings beginning at 6 on Sports Radio 560 on 95.9 FM. College sports. Bill King knows a few things. Look, I don't have a gun to my head saying, okay, if I don't know this by Saturday, you know, I'm going to miss church and go jump off the bridge. situation nothing noteworthy now the utah ad dennis dodd put out a story said something like big 12 ready to pounce on pack 12 schools like the four corners we've talked about that arizona arizona state colorado utah etc and uh, the ad for utah tweeted give me a break So I don't know. I, I I don't know, and maybe they don't know. Maybe it's still a situation that's in flux. We don't know. Don't have a media deal yet, though. Maybe there's one on the precipice that's about to be announced. Just unclear at, at the time. Now, again, I don't really get into the the longer things go, the worse it is, although that's probably the case. If you're just trying to work out, some of the fine details because you're dealing with big tech and that's new. You're dealing with Apple TV, maybe Amazon, whatever it might be. Okay, I get it. I get it. But the money I don't think is going to be very good. Steven down in Baton Rouge. Bill, is Chase Dolander still going to be the top pick in the draft or is Paul Skeens? from LSU now going to surpass him. Well, it could be Dylan Cruz. Some of the projections have him, the number three hitter in your lineup, as the top pick in the uh, draft coming up. We're going to sort that out here with league play. LSU's got to go, what, to A&M. Blake was talking to me about this. And Ole Miss comes here to Vanderbilt. Tennessee's got to go to Missouri. I don't have everybody's games memorized here for the weekend, but 
League play is going to start giving us more now. Now, Skeens has been pretty doggone good about what we thought. High pick good. Dolander has been good. Now, his stuff is, is when he's right, it's incredibly sharp. He's got bite on his fastball. He's added some other pitches. The one problem that he's had, is, and it wasn't a problem a year ago, but he's walking some folks. His location has been a little spotty. And he's gotten in trouble early in games. Now, once he settles down, it's your typical Chase Dolander. And Dolander, then Chase Burns, who's also a first-round pick, but he's just a true sophomore. Some are talking about him as the top pick next year. And then Drew Beam, who's added some velo. He's now throwing 96-97, and he's 6'4". That's the best three-man starting lineup in college baseball. Now, Skeens, and I haven't, I've seen a little bit of Skeens, but, man, he is, he's 6'6". Six, six. He throws high 90s. He's just got wicked stuff. That's going to be interesting, but yeah. And, and Blake said a scout friend of his told him he thinks Skeens may be the top pick in the draft. I guess my answer is it's unclear. Don't know. But it's it's being talked about. Yes, it's absolutely being talked about. I'll equip a Bob down in the Sunshine State. I bet on Penn State getting points now. Oh, I bet on the money line, but but getting points, so to speak. And thought that at the end I had a chance at a Hail Mary in the uh, Big Ten Championship game. What's up, Bob? How you doing? Hey, Bill. Doing good. How about that, Bill? Who thought we'd be talking about Penn State competing for a Big Ten title and, and men's basketball, of all things, huh? Well, and not Bill, only that, but being now they came back from big double digits, but having a chance there. Wow. You know, Bill, they've done that several times. That team does not quit. And they have four or five guys that can shoot the eyes out of the basket you know, and hit those three-pointers so they can get back quick. But, uh, hey, Bill, I, I don't follow college basketball like I used to, you know, 10, 15 years ago. It, it kind of looks like playground ball to me, and it's like, uh, okay, I get bored with it after, after about five minutes. But I, I got a question for you. Did they change the rule that you're not allowed to run zone defense? Or, I, I mean, you know, yesterday I'm watching them against Purdue, and at one point uh, – the broadcast flashed a, uh, a graphic that said, I think, uh, Zach Eady and I think the other kid's name was Jenkins. I, they accounted for like 40 out of 52. 40, or they accounted for 40 of produced 52 total points. And I'm looking at this and I'm, I'm kind of like hollering at the TV, you know, run a 1-3-1 against this guy. And as soon as he gets the ball, collapse on him. Because he's seven foot four, he's holding the ball at about the four and a half foot level, which it'd be easy to just collapse and grab the ball while he's standing there deciding how he's going to make his move. And I, I just, is that outlawed? I mean, I, I guess I'm no. showing my ignorance of the game of basketball. No, not at all. Now, they, they would collapse on him, but they were playing man. And once he gets the ball there, you're dead. I mean, it's, it's about a 95% shot. I mean, he's got that little right handed hook that cannot be defended. That's exactly right, and and he's. But, but my point is, go get him, man. You know what? Why let him sit there? But 
Hey, Bill, I hear the music, and uh, I, we'll see if Penn City's going to pay up for Mike and Shrewsbury or if they're going to let him go. Talk to you later. That's 7374 kid from Purdue. When he gets the ball, he's holding it up about rim level. <laughs> and he's not a klutz. This kid's got some athleticism. Take the break. He's quick. His, his, his hands are twitchy, too. Omni Nashville Hotel, hour two.